Let's welcome now our Middle East correspondent, BBC Middle East analyst, editor and reporter Sebastian Usher. The United Nations Security Council is currently meeting behind closed doors to discuss the attack by Hamas on Israel. Hamas fighters rampaged through Israeli towns on Saturday. Uh, Death toll 600, dozens more abducted as the spiralling violence threatened a major new Middle East war. Uh, and the Israeli Israeli army says more than 400 Palestinian gunmen have been killed on its territory. So that uh, combined all that time toll significant already. Uh, BBC Middle East analyst, editor and reporter is Sebastian Usher. Nobody seemed to see anything on the scale coming, Sebastian. Uh, can you just explain a, a little bit more about what's happened here? That's right. I mean, it's the scale that's been surprised, not the fact that there's an eruption uh, of another conflict between uh, Hamas in Gaza and Israel. The last one we saw was 20, in 2021, which lasted a couple of weeks. And then back in 2014, there was a major conflict which lasted uh, 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 months. What is different about this one, and you've kind of given a sense of that in your introduction, is essentially the way that it's been brought into Israel and the numbers of Israelis, civilians and soldiers who've been killed. I mean, an update on the figure you gave there, it's been rising all day. There have been many different figures that have been coming out from different sources in Israel. But the one that seems to have settled for now is that at least 700 uh, Israelis have been killed. This is now almost the end of the second day of this assault by Hamas. There are still reports of some fighting continuing uh, by Palestinian fighters, Hamas fighters and Israeli forces down in the south of Israel, though uh, Israel says that it's managed to control much of the situation. And in the past few minutes, there have been sirens again in central Israel warning of rockets being fired from Gaza. I mean, that, though it was, it's been a very strong barrage, thousands of rockets, that in a sense is something uh, that we've got used to. And then the Israeli response, which is always very, very uh, uh, strong and which ends up resulting, although Israel says that it is targeting Hamas and its military infrastructure, it always results in a large number of Palestinian civilians in Gaza being killed as well. And just to add to those figures you gave, yes, Israel says that around 400 Palestinian gunmen have been killed, but there have also been more than 400 Palestinians in Gaza who've been killed by the airstrikes that Israel has been carrying out. Again, very, very fiercely since yesterday uh, when Israel began its response. Those figures obviously are, are likely to rise. So over 400 in the Gaza Strip itself and 2,300 wounded Palestinian officials say. I don't know yes. if you have updated figures. So the toll uh, rising significantly. Yes. Um, what is understood, uh, again, that the, the sort of the scale is what appears to have taken everyone by such dis, such surprise? And has anyone been able yet to it, explain more how and why and now? It, I mean, it's 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 the scale and and the way that it's been done. I mean, the the the, the fact that Hamas must have been planning this for 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 some time, and it involved, you know, Hamas fighters paragliding into Israel as part of this offensive. Um, the questions being raised, you know, how could they train for that without Israel, without other intelligence agencies? getting a whiff of what was going on. I mean, uh, Gaza is a tiny 
enclave. There is massive Israeli surveillance, both electronically and by human intelligence within the territory. I mean, although Hamas is a relatively disciplined organization at the top in terms of uh, controlling what its uh, main officials do and what they say, it can't control the kind of information that's coming out. So huge questions are being asked in Israel itself. I mean, they started from yesterday about how could the Israeli government, how could its vaunted military and its even more vaunted intelligence service have failed so badly? So fingers are being pointed at the government, at the Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu, at the uh, 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 leaders of the army and of the intelligence services. I mean, there obviously will be a reckoning later. We're right in the middle of a conflict at the moment. So, I mean, at, that that won't, I think, go anywhere as as of now, but I don't think it's going to go away. I mean, is, Israelis, from, from what one's hearing, from what one's seeing, are extremely angry with their own government about what has happened. They essentially believe that the government was providing enough security. It couldn't stop in it, uh, the, the, uh, the occasional attacks by Palestinian gunmen. It couldn't, as I say, stop the occasional flare-up in this conflict with Gaza. And we've seen the real focus in the past year and a half, not so much on Gaza, but on the occupied West Bank, where there have been almost daily incursions by the Israeli military. There have been several hundred Palestinians, both civilians, although mainly fighters, have been killed in that time. And a number of, of Israelis, dozens have been killed in Israel by Palestinian gunmen and also in the occupied West Bank. So we've seen a real rise in tension again, but it's been on that side of the conflict. Hamas, uh, you know, as you know, and as, as your listeners know, they control Gaza in the occupied West Bank. That's the Palestinian Authority, that's President Abbas. They're very, very divided. Hamas has, since its inception in 1987, been far more militant. It's an Islamist or, or, uh, it's an Islamist organization. It, it, in, in its original charter, it called for the destruction of Israel. It stepped back a little bit from that, but it's never entirely disowned that, whereas uh, the Palestinian Authority, Fatah, which is the main party there, moved in the 90s, particularly in the early 2000s, towards trying to have a peace deal with Israel. That never happened. And I think part of the reason, obviously, of the way that these tensions are boiled up again is because that peace process really stalled and virtually died several years ago. And the conditions inside Gaza, in, in, inside Gaza and inside the occupied West Bank have not improved in any noticeable way for most Palestinians. So they haven't felt any benefit from the moves that their leaders had made. But this is going back some time now. And the younger generation really probably can't even remember when there was real hope of, of, of peace of some kind of deal. Um, I mean, for many of them, the way that they speak, the way they talk is almost back to uh, year zero, that the sense that Israel, you know, should be should be eradicated. And that's where Hamas kind of steps in again. So you asked about the timing. Um, I, I mean, at any time, something like this could have happened. But Hamas has played a game with Israel, it seemed, where there's been a certain status quo where they push each other to a limit but not beyond. What Hamas has done in the past two days is massively bypassed that. It has taken, I mean, we haven't mentioned this uh, beyond the, 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 you know, the numbers of dead and the numbers of wounded, but even more significantly to some extent, 
by accounts both from Hamas and from Israel itself, Hamas has around 100 Israeli hostages in Gaza at the moment. Just very briefly, there was an Israeli soldier, Gilad Shalit, years ago, who, 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 who was taken by Hamas. It took five years for Israel to finally get him released. And the price was thousands of Palestinian prisoners being freed. So you can understand just how complicated the situation is. Well, they are citizens also. Uh, and some of them citizens of another country. I was reading one of the women whose yes. image was seen on television as actually a German citizen. It is reported. Which yes. brings me to the next question. The consequences, the the, the, the retaliation, you know, this, this is, as we said, the biggest for uh, you go to 2007, um, already we are into that level of conflict or, or, or beyond, potentially. Oh, way beyond. And, way so, beyond. and so what should what should people brace for? What do you see unfolding? Well, I mean, what is expected uh, is most, most likely in the coming days, although not necessarily today or tomorrow or even, you know, by the end of this week, although I think that that, that would be likely by then, is an Israeli ground offensive of, of, of some kind. Um, but the issue with that is that once Israel begins that in more kind of normal circumstances, more status quo circumstances, as we've seen before, there's a kind of ticking clock. You mentioned the UN Security Council meeting. The international community within within weeks begins to make very, very strong signals to Israel that it needs to end what it's doing because of the loss of life that's happening amongst the Palestinians, even though many countries, the US, the EU, etc., still support Israel for what it's doing, still say that it's justifiable to strike back, but they say that the, you know, that the, what they usually say is that the cost in lives of the Palestinians is becoming too great. Yes, but we're what talking we about a time, United States House of Representatives that doesn't have a speaker at the moment, for example, and many speaking also to the ongoing failure of the UN Security Council. Prevention just doesn't seem to be a thing anymore, does it? No. It's not, there's no prevention. Prevention doesn't happen. What I'm, what I'm saying is the pressure on Israel, which still likes to present itself to the world and believes in itself, but is a country that does not cause uh, loss of civilian life uh, on purpose without good reason. It tries to differentiate itself very strongly from Hamas, for example. It accuses Hamas of targeting civilians on purpose, whereas Israel always says that, you know, it's 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 not the target. It's the military infrastructure. It's Hamas. It's an, it's the face of it of the target. And unfortunately, within that, civilians are killed. So the pressure that's brought to bear, uh, say that it's not prevention by any means in the sure. UN and say the US are relatively toothless about this. But that international pressure becomes too strong. What I'm saying here is that this is different with 100 hostages and this you know, unprecedented number of Israelis who've been killed. How Israel can uh, uh, deal with what, I mean, for example, the the the, the uh, Israeli ambassador um, to the UN has just said that this is Israel's 9-11. How Israel responds to that without going beyond its capability, really, to keep this within some kind of acceptable limits in terms of a regional breakout of uh, conflict. Iran is a backer of Hamas. It's unlikely that Iran would want to get d directly involved. Hezbollah in the north, uh, the northern border, it fired some mortars today. Again, that's kept under control. There was no sense that it was more than a gesture of support for the Palestinians. But if 
the response from Israel, as it could well be, because of the uh, enormity of what has occurred, is you know several times a magnitude bigger than before. Then all bets are off, and then it becomes a situation that could truly. I mean, we've used this often before; it's a cliche, but spiral beyond any kind of control. And you've got a government. I mean, you talk about the U.S. House of Representatives, all the problems there. You've got, you know, yes, hardliners who are already saying things, you know, that, that I mean, a potential Republican uh, presidential candidate saying that essentially all, all bets are off and Israel should do yeah. whatever it must to wipe Hamas essentially off the face of the earth. You have all of that going on and you have this very, very hardline and fragile coalition in Israel so at the helm. Thanks, These Sebastian. are huge, huge problems. Thank you so much. Sebastian Asher of the